We've all been led to believe that carbs make us fat and viruses make us sick. Is that actually the truth of what's going on in our society? Welcome to Break and Build. We are going to take a break from your day and help you build your life in a positive way. I am going to be your host, Billy Lutz, and today we are going to be talking about one thing that I did promise you guys we were going to talk about, and that's going to be in regards to viruses, bacteria, chemicals, and just everything in life that is going around us right now. So we have been trained to think a certain way. Whether you want to agree with me or not, we have all been programmed to think about life in a certain manner. Let me give you an example. Carbs make us fat. Good way to realize why. Another thing is, is that eating certain foods will make you go this way. Another thing is, is that we need to make sure that our environments are sterile so that we can not have viruses and bacteria on those objects, our hands, whatever it is, so that we can be healthy. So we're gonna start breaking down two of those concepts, obviously the concepts that I just presented to you guys, and I am going to help you guys get a little bit more insight into the reality behind those situations. So let's start off with carbs make you fat since we've kind of been on a health kick in regards to the food, the organic food and everything like that. On the next episode, we are gonna talk about is organic food actually more expensive? I'm really excited to get into this with you guys because is it actually really expensive? When we actually break down the contents behind what is in the food. So I'm really excited about that podcast. It's gonna be fun to break down organic food, how much it costs, and then we're gonna go into a little bit of an analysis in comparison to the micro and macronutrients that you're actually getting from organic food in comparison to conventional food. And then we're gonna break down, is it actually going to be more expensive? which is exciting. I can't wait for that. But so carbs make you fat. Is that true? Let me know what you guys think before I go onwards here. So I am going to let you guys know that all calories are not created equal, right? Eating too many calories, does that make you fat? Or does that make you overweight or out of shape? Let's find out. So all calories are not created equal. So I'm going to give you guys two scenarios of why we are kind of programmed to think in this specific way. So, you know, we have the labels on the back of all of our foods that tell us the calorie counts, how much nutrients are in there, which is important. But what it doesn't break down and give us is like, where is this fat calorie coming from? What are the chemicals in this food? What is made up of this food? Is it organic? Is it coming with extra preservatives that our bodies are not typically adapt to process? Because think about it. The Industrial Revolution, let's just call it 100 years new. 100 years. In the blip of human existence that is so incredibly small, it is insane. And then if you take it to the planet's existence, there weren't dinosaurs going out making car factories and creating cars to then cart them around their world, right? That was not a thing. That was a human brain thing in the last 100 or so years that we started creating cars and chemicals and convenience-based chemicals that we keep talking about. And now we're here in this day and age and we're thinking that calories make us overweight, right? It's everywhere. How do you want to lose weight? What's the first thing that you think of if I was like, hey, how are you going to lose weight today? You're going to tell me one of two things. Either you're going to say, I'm going to eat less or I'm going to work out, right? So those are the two different things that we have in our society right now. That's kind of like the ideology of the mainstream thought process 
And who drives all of this? Who really actually drives all of this? It's usually the companies that are creating these products. Marketing. They're marketing these products. Oh, this is a low calorie food. Oh, great. Well, since I don't want to have a lot of calories in my diet because I don't want to get overweight, I'm going to make sure I choose the low calorie food, right? So then you have the high calorie food and the low calorie food. And they're both from the same company, right? So the people that are conscious of low calorie foods are going to be over here and over here, right? So I'm not saying that being in a calorie deficient isn't going to lose you weight, but here's what we're going to start talking about. These foods have calories in them, yes, but all calories are not created equal. If it is a genuine calorie from an organic food, like a sweet potato or broccoli or whatever the food may be, organic coconut oil, that is a much different experience even if it nets out to the same calorie count as something like a Twinkie or a Ho-Ho or whatever food, a cheeseburger from McDonald's that you're talking about. So I could have this meal on the left being an organic grass-fed burger with an avocado on it because we wanna up the calorie count just to challenge us. Organic avocado, we have a gluten-free bun, we have sweet potato fries cooked in coconut oil with some sea salt on them, and then we have a side of broccoli. And then on this side, same exact calorie count, we have a Big Mac, we have a fry, and let's just say we have a diet soda. So on paper, and to our trained minds, I'm gonna tell you that they both have 1,500 calories each, right? So if you don't know any differently, or if you don't think any differently, you're gonna say, oh, cool, well, I can just have this McDonald's meal. Well, these calories are not created the same. We have one that is processed, modified, created differently in the McDonald's meal. This is not really what our body recognizes as real food because it has been completely manipulated to one, appeal to our taste buds, to two, be able to be so cheap that we can buy it for cheap, and for three, it's got so many chemicals in it that it is not conducive for us to eat. And then on the left side, we have something that is very close to nature. Think about this as we transition forward. We wanna think about food as how close to it nature being or existence is it right like how close to this food if i eat this is it to in its natural habitat this over here has been processed stripped modified enriched which we'll talk about so if you see anything on a package that says enriched what that means let's just say it's enriched wheat flour because that's typically what you see it as that means what they've done is they've taken the wheat They've ground it up, they've bleached it, they've stripped it of all the nutrients, and then they've re-added back in artificial nutrients, which is not what we want. We are not looking for enriched flour. So anytime you see enriched flour, you can go ahead and like try to disregard that because it is not gonna be productive for your health. So this being this entity of a not recognizable food, you put that into your body, your body's gonna have to try to process the chemicals, it's gonna have to try to pull some type of nutrients out of that food to make up your entire body because do remember that our entire body is made up by what we eat. It does not become something from air. We're not just becoming created by air, we're not like plants. We don't photosynthesize the sun and create basically ourselves, right? We need nutrients from the food, the intermediary that are the plants, or the animals that aren't able to translate those nutrients, raw nutrients, into something that we can consume and break down and then build ourselves with. So not only are we potentially not getting nutrients in this McDonald's meal, we're actually taking in 
the same amount of calories, but these calories are potentially chemical, artificial calories that our body then has to work harder to digest, to break down, and they're toxic to our systems. And so one of the main mechanisms of fat, obviously it's gonna be to store calories, number one, that's what we all know it as. Number two, more importantly, it's going to be a protector of the organs. We'll talk about this in another episode as well. It's going to protect our organs by drawing toxins out of the bloodstream and everywhere and locking them into fat so that when we are eating these things, they are not going to be flowing around our bloodstream, bumping into organs and creating free radicals throughout our entire system. That is definitely not what we are into. We don't want that. That's not smart. (laughs) What we do want is to have the appropriate amount of calories, which is gonna be on the left meal with the organic grass-fed meat. We have the gluten-free bun. We have the sweet potato fries, and we have the broccoli. Those are very close to what nature intended as foods. We haven't modified the sweet potatoes. We haven't ground it into flour, recreated it, and then dipped it in uh, you know, GMO cottonseed oil, which is canola oil, and then fried that and then start consuming that, right? We've used or- uh, organic refined coconut oil to cook those. And then we've had the broccoli, which we steamed. Steamed broccoli is gonna be one of the better ways to consume most vegetables if you are gonna cook them. Steaming process does not drip out all the nutrients into the water. Think about osmosis. If you have a ton of nutrients in one thing and you have water that has none, and by the laws of nature, it's gonna start pulling some of the nutrients out and leave it in the water. That's not really what we're looking for. We are looking to steam our vegetables. So we have this whole thing, and yes, we have avocados in there that have a higher calorie count, but guys, calories are just not created equal. They're just not. So if we can take that ideology of calories make us heavy or carbs make us heavy, throw it out, and the question we should be posing to ourselves is, how close is this food to what nature intended, number one, and how little chemicals does this food have? How close to of nature is it and how little chemicals does it have? If you want to know what chemicals are, you read the back of a nutrition label and it's gonna start saying things and compounds that you have absolutely no idea what they even are. If you look at something, I'm gonna give you a brand for you guys to go check out, Mary's Gone Crackers. It is a very different cracker than what you're used to, but if you look at the back of her label, it's like brown rice flour, pumpkin seeds, sea salt, seaweed, almond flour, right? You guys know what all that is. It's pretty self-explanatory. We look at the back of, let's just say like a Nabisco cracker. And now we're looking at enriched wheat flour. You're like, what does that even mean? Right? You're looking at, you know, polysorbate chemicals. We're looking at, you know, different color dyes, blue five, other things like that, that are going to be toxic to the human body. We are looking at so many preservatives and natural, and then they're not even listing The fact that these things were grown with pesticides and herbicides on them, so they have those chemicals in the food too. It just hasn't been added in so they don't have to say it on the ingredient list. So now if you think about it, you're like, wow, my entire world has been made up by me thinking that calories are going to be bad, me thinking that, oh, well, if I'm trying to lose weight, I need to reduce my calorie count, I'm going to start getting skim milk. Well... How did nature intend milk to be if your body's able to handle dairy? You'll hear me phrase that very frequently because some of us just can't handle dairy that well and it's totally okay. Other of us maybe thrive on dairy, but here's the thing. 
If you're drinking dairy and you're getting like a phlegmy throat, you're getting like congested, you're, you're feeling bad after you drink it and eat it, you guys wanna be more in tune with the things that you're doing so that you guys can be healthier and that is a sign. If you eat pasta and you don't feel good afterwards and it's a wheat pasta, Stop eating the wheat pasta. Try Jovial brown rice flour pasta. It's absolutely amazing. Probably one of the best brown rice flour pastas that I've ever seen and tasted. I've you know been through a lot. I've been doing this for 10 years. And then see if that makes you feel bad. And if it doesn't, stay off it for a couple days. Then go try the pasta again by itself and test this for yourself because we're all just a big science experiment for ourselves. So you might as well test it out and see what happens. Then if that's what happens, you're like, okay, well maybe I need to stay away from wheat. For right now, maybe it wasn't organic and it was genetically modified and my body just didn't like that, but don't poo-poo away your symptoms and say, oh, that's just something that's happening, it's unrelated. It's like, dude, you just ate and you're showing a symptom. Be in tune with yourself and appreciate that symptom. Say thank you for telling me, body, how to make myself healthier. That's what we need to start perceiving our symptoms as. So if we can remove this thought of calories make us fat, because if you look at me, I don't modify my calories at all, ever. But I eat extremely clean. Most, almost everything I eat is organic. Because in my mind, I truly don't believe that from what I've seen, from everything I've learned in my master's program, from all the seminars I've taken, that calories truly make you fat, sure. If you're doing absolutely no exercise and you're eating 6,000 healthy calories, gosh, honestly, like I'm not even going to say, like I think that you could gain weight, but the amount of weight you would gain in comparison to this specific situation is way different. And also think about this. If you don't believe me, think about somebody that you know that maybe eats a lot of crappy food. Have you ever been to the gym with that person and you smell them sweat, Right? Toxic sweat, when your body is storing a lot of toxins and you start to sweat and your body starts to maybe burn a little bit of fat, get a little active, what happens? You start to smell body odor. Guys, body odor is a pretty good indicator that your body is slightly toxic. The one thing you don't want to do is put on aluminum deodorant under your armpits. What aluminum deodorant is, is going to be antiperspirant deodorant. If you're sweating a lot, guys, that's kind of a key indicator that your body is trying to remove something. Your armpits house your lymphatic ducts. Your lymphatic ducts are responsible for eliminating toxins from your body. And what do we do? We then cap that off with a toxic aluminum. Aluminum is already by itself correlated to neurodegenerative, neurodegenerative diseases right? Alzheimer's, other things like that. So we don't want aluminum and we definitely don't want to be putting it on ourselves on a daily basis. And we definitely don't want to be clogging up our lymphatic ducts in our armpits. So I think that you guys got a good dose of that, which is going to move us into our society's belief that we need everything sterile, that we need chemicals to clean everything. Guys, think about this. There is so much virus and bacteria everywhere at all times. It's physically impossible. It's crawling on your skin 24-7 every, everywhere. Don't get creeped out by this. It's necessary for our society. We've been trained to be afraid of germs. Who is making you afraid of germs? The companies that produced antibacterial soaps. Lysol. All these things. Guys, you got to be really conscious about the aerosol chemicals that come out such as Lysol. 
super toxic. They interrupt our hormones, especially the plug-in. These are probably the worst. The plug-in air fresheners from Glade, Lysol, those things that you put in the wall that look like little lamps and they spew out good fragrances. The fragrances are hormone disruptors, meaning that they create a disruption in your hormones and optimally, if you're healthy, you have a very healthy functioning hormonal set. But those things are super toxic. I would highly suggest if you guys are looking for something that's natural alternative, just go and get some type of essential oils. You could do a company like doTERRA. You could do a company like Young Living. You could go to Whole Foods and buy some organic ones. You could do Dr. Axe's Ancient Nutrition. Get a aromatizing diffuser. You do not want it to heat up the oil. You want it to basically be vibrating the oil into the particles in the air. So if we're looking at how our brains are trained, we're trained into using hand sanitizers, using Lysol products, everything like that to clean things. So let's just say if that worked, do you guys know where the biggest cases of MRSA are? If you don't know what MRSA are, M-R-S-A, you might want to Google it. It's basically like a, a bacteria that kind of creates like wounds, skin eating type stuff that can happen from this bacteria. Do you want to know where the biggest cases of MRSA are? They are going to be in the hospitals. Do you know where the highest usages of antibacterial products are? The hospitals. Why? Because when you kill bacteria, think about antibacterial, it's killing all bacteria. Once you kill all bacteria, typically the bad bacteria are more advantageous to regrow at a much faster rate than are the good ones. You want to protect the good ones. They're like the holy grail of our bodies. They protect everything, absolutely everything. They protect our skin. They protect our microbiome. They protect our small intestine. They create life for us. If we did not have bacteria, we would not be in existence. And so right now, we're trained that, okay, well, we have a virus going on. We should purify everything. We should spray it with Lysol. We should put antibacterial soap on our hands to create sterility so that we can be void of these compounds, these, you know, organisms. When does that, is that actually what happens? Is it really? Because typically speaking, the more that you use, and I'm going to cite an article. If you guys do want to Google this, you can. It was actually in the mainstream media news, which is crazy to me because this is how true it is that they covered this. So when you use an antibacterial soap, typically the chemical was called triclosan, but they're probably modifying it because triclosan got a bad name. So as soon as a company and a chemical gets a bad name, what they do is they just basically create a subset chemical that's the exact same thing or worse. And they put it in the products because now that product doesn't have headline news. So triclosan was in a lot of antibacterial soaps. What they did is they did a study on BPA. So if you guys know what BPA is, biphenyl A, and that is going to be a hormone disrupting chemical. It's super toxic. It's a stretchy chemical that they've put in plastic for a long period of time. Now, oftentimes you guys go and see uh, different water bottles and it'll say BPA free because the chemical is not there. But what you guys didn't know is they're putting BPA on receipt paper that you get from the store. So they did a test and they checked the absorbability of BPA on different people. And what they found is people that used triclosan, which is an antibacterial soap agent, the active ingredient, on their hands before they touched the receipt paper, they were gonna absorb 100 times more BPA into their skin 
than if they did not use that first. So what does that say? The skin bacteria is protecting you from chemicals. Number one, from being absorbed into your system, which is extremely important. You guys know that. Number two, it's stripping all chemicals away. Number two, it's stripping all bacteria away. Once it strips all the bacteria away, you're much more susceptible. So is the way that we go about getting healthier as a society using more chemicals, and they're just one compounds too, guys. If you think about it, it's one active chemical. Viruses, bacterias are extremely smart. And if they are pathogenic, they're gonna adapt to these things. They're gonna get smarter, right? And when we use more chemicals, what happens is it's creating a bigger demand, a bigger stress situation. Our bodies are getting stressed or we're not becoming as healthy because now our bodies are absorbing all these chemicals and we are just not in an optimal place to do the thing that we were made to do, which is, depending on how you believe and what you believe virus and bacteria are, which we talked about, either fight them or integrate them. If you guys don't know what that is, I highly suggest you guys Google Zach Bush. Um, I believe he was on a podcast with uh, Luke... I forget his last name. It was like a three hour podcast and he basically breaks down of how viruses and bacteria actually are created. And viromes are basically created to be upgrades to our system. Think of it as like a hardware or software update to the human body. That's what viruses are. They're meant to spread everywhere and to update us during stressful times. That's why when something is going really stressful in our world and we experience a outbreak, it's because our bodies have been stressed. And so now the entire human race is trying to distribute, how do you guys deal with this stressful situation? So when we encounter it, we will be resilient to that. So the answer is not going towards toxicity. One single compound created by human brains. If you think about it, is your brain smarter than the multitasking that's going on from the subconscious body? Absolutely not. Try to multitask 15 things at once right now. Then multiply that by thousands. Then try to do all that right now. It's physically impossible. Our subconscious body, our bodies are so much more intelligent than our brains. But for some reason, we think that we can create a chemical with our brains, introduce this to our bodies that are already extremely intelligent, and then say, oh, well, you need this chemical by these advertising companies that say, you need this chemical. You guys want to do this. This is important for you. Make sure to put this on your hands, put it on your babies, put it on your, your floors, put it everywhere so that we can make a healthier world that was created by a human brain that can't even understand a tenth of a millionth percent of what goes on behind the scenes from our bodies to make us continually operate on a daily basis. So guys, chemicals are not the answers. Our bodies are more adapt to go after things with naturally what we are given. We don't want to interrupt that process. We want to enhance it by removing the chemicals from our food and giving ourselves the closest and biggest dose of ammunition of nature. This meal, we don't want the McDonald's. We want everything else. We want the organic, the closest to nature because that's going to be the building blocks of life. Removing chemicals from our life is going to start keeping you healthier. It's going to start giving you a different perspective on life and it's going to make sure that you guys can operate successfully from here on out towards the future. So now here's the question that you want to pose. It's not, what does it do? How does it taste? It's how little chemicals does this food or substance have that I'm going to put on my body, including makeup, in our aerosols, such as Lysol, in our cleaning products, in our makeup products, in our deodorants, in every single product that you apply around you and on you, 
Because when you apply it on you, you're virtually drinking that product. It's going to go into your skin and into your body. How many chemicals or how little chemicals does that product have? You want to have the least amount of interference to your body as possible. The least interference you can have, the healthier you can be, and the higher operation you can have. And by operating at a higher frequency, guys, you're going to have a much more rich life when training your brain, training your body, and having something super productive. So... Thank you guys for tuning in. If you know anybody that needs to hear this, that's struggling with weight loss, not as a calorie thing, but more as a toxicity thing and an imbalance in the body, probably due from a toxicity and lack of nutrients from eating stripped down food. So appreciate you guys being here as always. Hope this helps you guys take a little bit new perspective on life, on health, and on your body. So I'm gonna see you guys out on the next episode.